Uh, I love today's gospel, The Woman at the Well. I love it. I've probably read it uh, five, six, seven hundred times in my life. I pretty much know the thing by heart. Uh, I'm only after one part of it today. And if I were going to give a title of this, and it kind of needs a title, uh, I would call it Demystifying Orthodoxy or Decomplicating or Uncomplicating Orthodoxy. And I love the woman at the well. She's just a remarkable person. She's called a saint, and her name is Fotini. And uh, what it really means, it's illumined. Because what happened to the woman at the well, the day she was there with Jesus, she was illumined. And uh, the choir would let us be illumined by, you know, Pascha, as they, when they sing this Paschal hymn, let us be illumined. Fotini, you're illumined. So it's a remarkable story, and I'm not going to retell the story. Uh, uh, I'm only after one thing, you know, she and Jesus have carried on this dialogue there, and it's been a very remarkable dialogue, and she's moderately knowledgeable. And then <clears throat> Jesus tells her to go call her husband, and she says, well, I don't have a husband. And he says, well, that's true, you've spoken well, you've had five, and the one you have now is not your own. Uh, he understands that she's had five husbands without having anybody to tell him. And he understands, he knows this. And so he says, go call your husband. And she says, well, I don't have, and they go through this. And then they have this little dialogue about living water and so on. It's marvelous, it's glorious. John chapter 5, read it when you get home. And then the woman takes off. And the way the choir sang it is she ran. And it says, she ran throughout the city saying, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Now, where I, what I want to do with this homily today is to help you. I want to help you to explain your church. Now, you see, Jesus did everything wrong that day. Absolutely everything from his beginning words until the end of the story. Now, here is how it should have happened if he would have only known what I know. When he was there with a woman at the well, he would have not started with, with this naive, childish, give me a drink. See, he would have said something profound. He would have said, oh, how good God is. Do you know that, lady? See, he would have started with something. You know, crucial to her life. Instead, he starts with this give-me-a-drink business. And she says, well, you can't draw water. You don't have anything to draw with. And he says, well, you, you know, if you knew who I was, that you'd find you'd get a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Uh, but then, you know, they carry on this discussion for a little while, and then she, she makes a theological statement. She says, well, I know that when Messiah comes, he'll show us all things. And Jesus, what he should have said was, Oh, do you not realize that I am the eternal Son of the Father, born from the Father before all time, born in time of the Virgin Mary, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made of one essence with the Father, by whom all things were made? Do you not realize this? Yeah. You know what he did? He said, woman, well, I that speak to you am he. At least he had good grammar. Most people would have said, I'm him. 
Well, at least the translators got it right. <laughs> I don't know what he said in Hebrew. Folks, my point is, sometimes you try and I try to explain the Orthodox Church way too much. You don't have to. Just be simple. It's so easy. I spent years in collegiate evangelism. Do you know what they would do when I was going to come to campus to speak? I'm going to lie. They would say, well, we have this guy John Braun is going to come and speak on our campus. They would say, you know, he's a, he's a remarkable theologian and he's a great Bible student and he's memorized huge passages from the Bible and he understands theological concepts and he's going to teach theological concepts in the student center on Tuesday evening at 8 o'clock. Do you know who would have come? Nobody. You know who else wouldn't have come? I wouldn't have come. Why would I want to go hear something like that? They just said, there's this guy speaking. I want to teach you two words. Two words today to help you demystify or to uncomplicate our faith when you present it to somebody. Are you ready for those two words? Are you with me? Children, are you with me? Just two words, and you know them both. Two words. It's so simple. Come see. Come see. That's all. Don't try. Well, you know, you're going to come to our church. It's going to be pretty different. You're going to walk in, and there's going to be a whole bunch of funny pictures. It's going to be sort of stiff. Our priest is a nut. <laughs> don't over-explain. I don't know it. You don't try to explain the Baptist church, do you? I was ordained as a minister in the Evangelical Covenant Church. Yeah, sure, you betcha. It was a Swedish church. Sven and Ole, Helga. They, all, they were, the, you know, that took place of the Salimas, you know. <laughs> uh, but I didn't ever try to explain what an evangelical covenant church was. It was, I invited hundreds of people to come into my church. You know what words I used? Well, you need to learn these theological concepts. Our pastor is going to be teaching on uh, the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, the most important doctrine we have the most important doctrine that we have. I never suggested somebody come for that. I used the two key words. Come see. I even was so bold occasionally if I were doing the preaching to say, come see me. Come see. Anybody else in the Bible ever do something like that? Nathaniel and uh, Philip and Nathaniel. And Jesus, or, or Philip and the Nathaniel says, has any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip's answer is, come see. He didn't say we have found the eternal Son of the Father. He didn't say, you know, I have a sneaking suspicion. This is the Messiah. Just could be. Seems like he fulfilled some of the prophecies. That was all true, and I think Philip probably knew a little of that. Folks, we get our faith so complicated sometimes. Yes, there are difficult concepts. The doctrine of the Trinity is not simple to explain. 
if Jesus would have said, woman, now I know you're a little bit interested, but what you need to understand first is you've got to have an understanding of the hypostatic union. I remember one time I was in seminary and I have a propensity to sleep in class. Anybody who's ever been in school with me knows that. I go to sleep almost every morning. And I'm very sympathetic with you or the others of you who tend to go to sleep during sermons because I do. I do. I go to sleep during sermons. I don't mean to go to sleep. It's just you finally get to sit down, huh? And uh, I go to sleep in class. So I had this Bible class at 7.30 in the morning when I was in my first year of seminary and I was sound asleep. And the professor who was world famous was just wailing away. He preached every day in class, didn't teach. But he was nice and weird. And I was sound asleep. And then uh, the guy next to me, Rex Roth, he wrote down on, my, on the syllabus, a fat thing like that, and he wrote down, not Rex, the syllabus, no, Rex was pretty chunky himself, and he wrote down on the syllabus, professor said that for the final exam, you would have to explain the hypostatic union. I didn't even know what the hypostatic union was, and 90% of you don't either. It's a critical doctrine. But you see, we get so complicated. We want to try to, well, you see, we're the ancient church. We're the church that, that's always been. We have the unbroken continuity. We know the names of all 198 bishops or archbishops or patriarchs of the Antioch. We do. You try to explain it too much. Folks, if orthodoxy has a problem in America, it's because we make it too complicated. The issue is very simple. The older I get, the less I explain to the people I meet. I believe in this faith. I believe in all its complicated stuff. I happen to love that kind of stuff, by the way. I love the intricacies of theology. I just love it. But I don't have to sit down and explain it to everybody. What the issue is, is what is true. And if somebody isn't interested in what is true, I'm not going to cram truth down his throat. Why should I? What I want to have him do is come and see. Come see. Lots of people come through those doors. They come and they walk out. I don't get upset with them. I don't even make a judgment. Well, they're not interested in truth. Or they're not interested in the true and living God. I hear it done. Folks. Our problem is we try to explain too much. Come see. Just come see. And then let God do the rest in the story. She is not called Fotini. She gets Fotini afterwards. She became equals to the, equal to the apostles. She and her seven children preached the gospel all over the ancient world, martyred in Rome by Nero. Remarkable woman and children. She had her opportunity. She was called the illumined. But Jesus didn't even say, woman, you need to be illumined. He just told her. She responded. She went and told the people, come see, and the city was converted. We need to uncomplicate our faith. We need to just encourage people, come see.